Hello, my name is Inagata Davida, and I want to talk about something tonight. Um, I promise you I won't waste your time, and I won't be here all night because we all have things to do. But I want to talk about something that's been in the news lately, and uh, let's just get into it. The topic is why black men will not protect black women. This is in response uh, particularly to Megan the Stallion and every black woman who continually makes these statements. Um, again, my name is Inagata DeVita. I am not a psychologist. This is a disclaimer. I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm not a psychiatrist or a race guru. I am a woman. I happen to be a black woman. Um, I am a behavioral health paraprofessional and I observe people. And I not only understand racial issues, but I understand them particularly from a black perspective. Um, and I understand black women. I understand women. But enough about me. Let's get into this discussion. It's going to be triggering to some people, so I'll tell you ahead of time. If you're sensitive, go watch a cable program or something on TV. All right, let's get into it. Uh, why black men will not protect black women. Number one, it doesn't benefit them to do so. Um, their ego comes first, ladies, just in case you didn't know. Black men, like all men, want adulation from all directions. They want ego stroking and man stroking from all directions. They get it, and it's not limited to black women giving it to them. How do they get it? Well, sports. Black men dominate sports pretty much all sports, maybe except for hockey and tennis and that, but the strength sports, you know, they have physical dominance, star power, money, fame, adulation on a worldwide platform. This leads me to my second point, why black men won't protect black women. They have international fame and access to the best that money can offer. This includes the best clothes, the best cars, the best champagne, and yes, the best women. Race isn't a limitation, and ideal beauty is subjective, but typically black women are, uh, we're not a part of that narrative for black men because we're not considered to be the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the pick of the pick. Black men are not, and haven't really been for a long time, beholden to black women. When black men are famous and rich, they're not only black, they're green. And green can buy the so-called best love and the best beauty. And that is ideal beauty. Um, what does that mean? Well, this is whatever is currently in style. I don't care if it's blonde or brunette. Um, I don't care if it looks like Nicole Brown Simpson or Kim Kardashian. But uh, classical beauty, let's say, for instance, blondes or whatever simply catches a black man's eye, um, whether he has money or power or not, because of the narrative around black men being powerful. Um, you guessed it, black ladies. That classic beauty, it's not you. And number three, why black men will not protect black women? Well, this is the most important thing, and I want you to remember this. I'm gonna make a point tonight, and this is really what it all surrounds around. Black men are in third place in society, but having a woman, particularly a white woman on their arm, automatically puts them in second place. What am I talking about? 
I'm talking about power. See, first place in our world, on our planet, our planet Earth, but particularly here in the United States, first place in the power structure has and probably always will belong to white men by default. White men um, by default have, you know, white women as mothers, sisters, daughters, and wives. Um, and so behind white men, that second power structure, that rung of power, second place, belongs to white women by default. Um, so stay with me, ladies. So after that number two spot that belongs to white women, black men are in third place. Why? How? Well, because of gender. Um, it's shaky. It is shaky because in every other area in the black race, based on race, black women can compete with and outdo, beat, and one-up black men. They have high prison rates and recidivism, a low job rate. We outdo them education-wise, um, financially. We're typically the head of the household. We're stronger. Now, not because we want to be, but because we have to be, based on their in invisibility, based on their empty spaces, based on their empty void, the empty void that black women have to fill, F-I-L-L, -L, that we have to fill out of pure survival and necessity because black men are absent. But that's a completely different podcast. That's for another time, ladies and gentlemen. And I will make a podcast about that. But in the meantime, let's get back to my point about why black men hold the number three spot and why black men won't protect black women. Um, the number three spot, gender. They may be black. Black men, yeah, they're black. But in a male-ruled world, in a male-ruled patriarchal society, black men's gender automatically gives them this one-up on black women, this spot by birthright. And this by default, if black men are in the number three spot, gives black women the bottom rung spot at number four. At number four. So let me explain something to you ladies, just in case you don't get it, black women in particular. Um, black men hate this spot, this spot of number three. They hate it. There's no power in it. There's no prestige. It is a reminder to them. It's a mark of racial ineptitude. But even more than that, um, it's painful and it's degrading to black men. Um, being not only beneath white men in society, but even underneath white women, you see this automatically throws a dagger in a black man's ego in his heart and his manhood. It strikes panic, fear, rage, anxiety, even paranoia in black men towards white men in particular, not white women, but white men. However, there's redemption for black men, ladies, because, well, how do you ask? How is that? How is there redemption? How is there redemption for black men? Well, it's easy. You see it every day. It's through white women. You see, black men's sexual prowess, their athleticism, 
are, uh, it's a magnet for white women and black men towards um, one another. Black men and white women have this magnet between them. It's powerful. Um, and probably because or especially due to their unions once not only being taboo, but a death sentence for black men. And we all know if you forbid us something, anybody, if you tell a child they can't have it, they want it. If somebody tells you you can't have something, you especially want it. We all know that if you forbid us something, we want it, we need it, we desire it um, all the more. Am I right? Of course I'm right. So what better way for black men, this must be awesome for black men, what better way to stick it to the white man than to take their women, their wives, their ex-wives, future wives, potential wives, girlfriends, ex-girlfriends, sisters, daughters, hell, even mothers. Once this was a transgression that could get a black man hung from a tree for sport, but now it's as common as white men and Asian women. And what do white women get out of it? I'll get to that shortly, but about that number three spot that black men hold. You see, when a black man has a non-black woman on his arm, but particularly a white woman on his arm, he literally goes up a notch, ladies. You as a woman may not understand how important this power structure is to a black man, but it's huge. He literally goes up a notch. He, by invitation from a white woman, climbs to the number two spot simply by association with her. He's on the white woman's level now. Now they share that number two spot. This is hypergamy at its best. Black women all over the, the country, I hear it in podcasts and YouTube videos, black women talking about, hey, let's do some hypergamy. And you're right, we should. That's another podcast. I want to stick to black men and white women um, and why black men will not protect black women, why they don't have to, because they get to the number two spot. This is hypergamy. It is a brilliant move on the part of black men. It's an ego booster, a spirit booster. It's an incredible feeling. It's a gift. And black men, ladies, mm, it's a gift that we as black women can not supply. I'm sorry. He's as close to that number one spot, that spot, that coveted spot that white men hold. He's as close to that number one spot as he's ever going to get. He's not going to ever look back now, or down for that matter, at your number four spot, black ladies. You see the number four spot, the lowest rung on the board, that belongs to us. As a matter of fact, when he was at the number one spot, before he even got with the white woman, her number two spot, when he was at the number three spot, he was kicking you in your head, kicking you while you were down. But now that he's at the number two spot, he can't even see you. No, not at the number two spot. You see, you disgust him now. Somebody's got to lose here, ladies. I hate to tell you this. Somebody's got to lose, ladies. It won't be him. It will not be the black man. He's not going to lose. Why would he come down and put on a cape for you in your number, your number four spot? Why would he go lower than his number three spot to come and protect you? Put on a cape for you. He's already endangered. 
He can't drive down the street as it is without being stopped and possibly killed. If he has a choice to go from number three to number four, or from number three to number two, right underneath number one, what spot do you think he's going to chase? What spot do you think he's going to revel in? Hmm. I want you to really think about that. Not with your heart, but with your head, with your intellect. As I said earlier, ladies, somebody's got to lose here, and it won't be the black man. Not as far as he's concerned. As a matter of fact, he's saying, have fun down there, you nappy-headed hoes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm putting in a little bit of humor because I know there's a lot of pain. I feel you, I do. You see the black man? Uh, and for those of you black women who are angry right now, and for you black men who might be listening to you're thinking she hates black men, mm, you don't believe me? Am I being too harsh? Do I hate black men? You think so? Okay. Ask little Wayne. How does he feel about non-black women? How does he feel about black women? What did he say? Ask Eddie Murphy, 50 Cent, Kodak Black, Kanye West, Tristan Thompson, Omari Hardwick. Did I mention Kanye? Tay Diggs, Sidney Poitier, James Earl Jones, Quincy Jones, Michael Jordan, hell, Michael Jackson. Oops, sorry, RIP Michael. Ask Van Jones. I could go on for an hour. I literally could, but I digress. What is my point? Here's my point, ladies and gentlemen. You see, in a world where black men aren't superior than their black female counterparts, and in a world where no matter how black men try to spin it, they not only covet the number one spot, but they also covet what primarily belongs to white men. And that is that idealized, beautiful, especially if she's a blonde, white woman. Black women hold little, if any, value to black men. I'm sorry, sisters. The truth hurts. And by the way, if I didn't say so in the beginning of my podcast, that is the name of my podcast. It's called Truth Hurts. A lot of my podcasts will be a little painful, but it's going to always have an answer. This first one doesn't because it's my first, my first podcast. Um, I just want you to understand the truth and stand by the truth. So I am at the end of my podcast. Um, and, you know, more salt ladies in the already open wound. Um, what do white women get out of it? That's the question that I asked earlier and I'm gonna answer it now. White women want black men as much as you do, black ladies, as much as Latina women do, as much as um, a lot of women do. Let's just face it. Black men are coveted and they know it. And they get top pick, black ladies, black men get top pick. But save your rage, direct it appropriately. Yes, that too is another podcast for another time, I promise. So we're at the end of this podcast. Why will black men never protect black women? Because they don't want to. Because they don't have to. Because if they have to sacrifice their own fight for power, adulation, 
reverence and authority over so-called black love, which is hanging by a string, by the way, and has been since the 1960s. Which do you think they're gonna choose? You think they're gonna choose you? Think again. That's the end of my podcast. My podcast is called Truth Hurts. My name is Inagata DeVita. I will be back. I will be making many podcasts and sorry to whom it concerns. Good night, ladies. And trust me, I'll be back with answers. I've got many. I wouldn't have made this podcast if I didn't have answers for black women. We have so much more than you think and so many more avenues that we could travel and things we could do. We just need to get over this sick loyalty that we have to men who don't appreciate it. And again, that's for another podcast. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great one.